Hello, everyone. It's Ruth here. I hope that you're doing well. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you can, you know, spread the word and also rate and review my podcast, that really helps me a lot. I'm hoping to increase the subscribers that I have to the podcast. So if you're listening to this and you enjoy it and you're not subscribed yet, please go ahead and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Also, if you have anything that you're wanting to share with me, like if you want to talk about your story, I love hearing stories. I love hearing people's stories. So please message me. You can reach me at optimistically depressed. That would be through Instagram. You can also send me an email, optimisticallydepressed86 at gmail.com. You can also go to optimisticallydepressed.com. That's my website, and you can message me through that. So uh, this week, I have Emma Bonang on, and she shares her story about, you know, grief as a young person and the loss of her older sister. So it's a truly touching and sad story, but the amount of wisdom that she has and insight that she has and compassion that she has is inspiring. It was an absolute honor being able to sit in my closet and interview Emma I hope that all of you enjoy listening to her as much as I enjoyed being able to get to know her a little better. So I will not waste any more of your time. Thank you again so much for listening, and I will get right to the show. Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed. I am your host, Ruth McMullen, and we are proudly brought to you by Simple Rituals Skincare. Their products are amazing. Ooh. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> and like they have, I've said this before, but in case you're new listening to this podcast, they have a wide range of products including lip balm, which is amazing. I, I like to use it before I put on my lipstick. What is it called? It's like a lip balm. Simple. No, but like the... Oh, Simple Rituals. Simple Rituals. I've never heard of that before. Oh my goodness, they're amazing. And yeah, I like to put it on underneath my lipstick just to help keep the moisture in. Or like, honestly, my kids, um, they get like, you know, kids get like little dry patches on their face, yes. like around their lips and all that yep. kind of stuff. I like put it on that. Especially in wintertime. My lips are awful in the wintertime. Oh my, yes. Oh my God. It doesn't it's, matter how many times I put Vaseline on them. Like I put it on like 10 times a day. It doesn't do anything. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This stuff is, and it's like all natural. Oh so it's like, it's really good. And then they also have like, they have moisturizer and it's facial cleanser. They have facial cleanser and ma- a mask. And I use their moisturizer in my hair. In your hair? I use it in my hair before, like the night before I'm going to wash my hair. I put it in my hair and then I wash it out the next day and it feels so soft and wonderful. That's amazing. My hair has been so much softer since like, and I, you know, I, I'm going to brag a little bit. I do have <laughs> pretty soft hair. But I need that. My hair's so dry. Softer. I need it. Oh I'm, a, goodness, I'm a blonde. I bleach my hair. So right. I could really, I, you can use any, like, most moisture I possibly can in my hair. 
Hey, it's for me. Oh man, I, I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you after this. Yeah, I have like all the products. So <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you. So exciting. So yes, check them out. SimpleRituals.ca, and I have with me Emma Bonang. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Oh my goodness. I'm um, getting warm in this closet. Oh yeah, it gets I'm warm. Getting warm in here. Are you getting warm? Okay, so we can crack open the door if uh, if you start getting a little bit warm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Am go I? for it. Okay. Just go for I it. I took my sweater off, but yeah, it gets so cozy in here, and then, it does. Like, it's it really like cozy. Yeah. And then you open up the door, and it's just like, oh, I'm exposed. <laughs> Probably. It's so cold. That's okay. It's so cold. That's okay. Yeah, but um. You might you might just fall asleep, and then that's fine yeah. because I'll, I'll just cover you with that ketchup <laughs> costume over there, ketchup bottle costume. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> we have a banana one, but it's actually at our church because I use it in. Uh, I help out with the Sunday school. So I wear the banana. I have worn that. I haven't used it for a little while. Maybe I'll take it back now. But it's amazing. Anyway, yeah, and I I talk like this. I'm a British Queen banana. Oh my, oh my goodness, it's fun. The kids that's love cute. it. That's cute. That's really cute. I bet they do. Yeah, that's cool. I'm cool. You're a cool mom. The, I'm I'm a cool I'm mom. A cool mom. I'm a cool mom, and I'm I can see the end of that coming soon. <laughs> But for now, uh, probably soon. Once they reach like, how old are they again? So eight, six, and four. Okay, yeah. You still got a few more years. I got a few more years. Yeah. I can see like, I would say um, the eight year olds, like eight year olds, tend to think like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. But mm-hmm. but like some of them are kind of like, yeah, yeah you're mm-hmm. like you're. <laughs> I'm kind of outgrown you a little bit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. My daughter is the best though, and she's just like understanding and sweet and loving. Oh. And so she's like, "You're it's cool, the best mom. Age. I want to be just like you." Yeah. That's the best like, age, yeah. Ah. They're like you're, you're like their superhero, and yes, they look up to you, and yes, yeah, it's the best. Perfect, like... they, I'm perfect, and I always yeah. tell them I'm not perfect because I don't <laughs> want them to like reach that age, you know, where they're like yeah. the glass shatters, and they're like, "You're they... messed up." I know. Yeah, they <laughs> realize the truth. <laughs> Yeah, and then see everything for what them. it really is. Yeah, and then you're just like, oh, oh no. no, yeah, yeah, you know now. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that they'll just like that they'll know at the beginning, oh so it gosh. won't be as, as much of a shock. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you are a great mom. Oh, thanks. I think I'm pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. I think I think you're okay. You're good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sweet, good. And uh, so we met a couple, how was it a week ago or more than that? Like three weeks ago. Oh my gosh, Maybe seriously. Totally, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I think it's been three weeks. Maybe it was two weeks. Maybe it was two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know. have like a fascinating story. Yeah. I have a d- different story. You have a different story. It's different. Yeah. It is sure. different. It's definitely different than... Um, most of the stories that I've heard, mm-hmm. and different than, and let me think here. I don't want to speak out of term. It's, I think it is different than the stories that I don't that like I to compare it to other here. people's stories. I, I really don't like to do. You know what? Mm-hmm. That is very wise. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone goes through their own things, and mine's mine, and other person's is theirs, and mm-hmm. it's just different. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. It is just different. Mm-hmm. And I find that it is very difficult not to compare your story to other people's stories, it but is. it's such a healthy practice mm-hmm. not to, because yeah. 
Like, what, what are you going to accomplish? Exactly. You're not going anywhere when you do that. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you want to... Jump right into it? Jump right into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my story starts when I was 12. Yeah. I was very, very young. And it was a family tragedy. And my mom's and my dad's and my older brother's and my story are all very different. We have... Um, different memories and just different things that we remember. Um, so this one's just mine. Um, my dad wrote a book, so like he has his own and it's just very different than mine. We have very different perspectives on it. Um, so, um, I had an older sister, Tiffany. She was, um, 20 when this happened. She had just moved to Ham, Germany, which is a very, very small, small community in Germany where like no one speaks English. And she went over there to be, um, an au pair. It's like a nanny type thing for this family. Okay. Sweetest family. Um, they had a little girl named Kirka. I think mm-hmm. she was like four, maybe five. They had a little son, Fritzy, who's three. Oh. No, I think Fritzy, Fritzy was five and Kirka was three. And then Clara, she was my age. She was 12. Okay. Um, so she was over there and she, um, we were a family of spring kayakers or we're True Dartmouthians <laughs> grew up on Lake Bunuk, uh, went to Sanobi. Oh, so um, we all grew up paddling. And so Tiffany, while she was over there, she had been, um, she kept up her paddling. And um, so in February uh, 19th, 2006, so it would have been 13 years ago now. Doesn't feel like 13 years ago. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, we got a phone call from um, the family that she was staying with saying that uh, she was missing um I guess she had been she was paddling on a canal and she was a few ways behind her boat crew and she I guess went under the bridge didn't come out the other side Mm. and her boat was flipped over I guess when they went to go check on her uh she wasn't she wasn't in her boat um we were under the impression um English wasn't really that great um there was And um, I had a lot of supportive friends, too, a lot of great friends, and they were always there, and they are like, it's going to be okay, Emma, and especially um, my best friend, Zita, she, we, we've been best friends since, God, like, grade two, we're still best friends this day. Wow. She's been there through everything, but she was, like, my, like, my biggest support system, like, anytime, like, I was, like, crying or, like, just really, really sad, she would start making like the stupidest faces at me <laughs> and just like just say the stupidest things like she just knew how to make me laugh like she was amazing she still does that to this day I was with her the other night I was like having a bad night she came over and just like made me laugh I was like you're the best like oh. she's awesome oh my goodness that's yeah. awesome so I had a, a lot of um a lot of support um so a few few days later um my dad came home and um my when he came home they went to go see my mom and my dad they went to go see a medium and they're not really spiritual but they're like you know we have nothing to lose mm-hmm. this girl her name was Evelyn Hare and she had been um involved in missing persons investigations before okay and so she can she answers a lot of unanswered questions that people have um I was very um skeptical mm-hmm. of it but 
as soon as I guess they walked into the house, like she right away, um, she was like, Tiffany's passed. Um, she's no longer with us anymore. I can feel her presence here. She said, um, she explained now before I say this ham Germany, like I said, it's a really, really small community there's not much on it in, on the internet. No one speaks English, like very, very small. So okay. there's no way she really could have known how the canal was formed, like what, like all that stuff. So she kind of explained, it's, it's like she, um, could put her, herself in Tiffany's body kind of. And she explained that, um, it was, the canal was man-made and it went down kind of like a V, like, and it was some cemented or something. Okay. Um, so she explained that Tiffany had tipped and when she tipped the water, it was February, so the water was freezing cold. And when she went, it's kind of like, if you get into like a really, really cold shower and you kind of like gasp, like it, yeah. it shocked her. Yeah. So, um, she drowned and her she was wearing like Under Armour and stuff and she kind of like sunk to the bottom and the current took her down the canal. So she explained that, um, in about a week's time, you'll find her in a small little barrier, um, along the canal, like kind of, um, not where the current goes, but just like a small calm body of water, you'll find her. Um, so that was that. Um, so a week goes by and also like with the search, I don't know a whole lot about the search. Um, I wasn't there. My dad wrote his book. So mm-hmm. all of that is kind of in his book. It's called When You Look For Me. So he explains everything that went on over in Germany when me and my brother were here. I know there was like, there was a lot of um, divers and search dogs, like helicopters. Like it was a lot of unkind media, I heard. Um, unkind? Unkind media. Yeah. Like oh. a lot of people just like in their face and it was very overwhelming for them. Oh my yeah. Goodness. A lot of. A lot of that. Um, I don't... I read the book once, and it was, like, a long time ago, so I don't know a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anyone's interested, like, it's out there. Um, yeah. So, Tiffany was missing for a total of 18 days. Oh, my goodness. 18 days. And so, on the morning of March 8th, 2006... So 3 a.m., my dad got the phone call from the German officials saying that they had found Tiffany's body in the water and they pulled her out. Um, it was exactly where Evelyn said uh, that she would be found. Uh, so now in my father's book, he, in the book, I found out very differently than how I actually did. In the book, he came to wake me up and told me, he came to wake Derek up and told me, but I remember, like, of all the days that has gone by since my sister died, like, I remember this day the most. Like, it is never going to leave my head, ever, no matter how hard I try. Um, I remember I woke up at, like, 3.30 in the morning to my mom crying, and I walk down the hallway into their room, and my mom is just, she's lying in my dad's arms just like hysterically crying and screaming and it was I stood there and I don't remember what I was thinking my dad just looked at me and he was like we lost her M and I don't I don't remember what happened at that moment I think I was in shock kind of and I've never seen my mom like that um so I I think that um I think I went to my brother's room 
and I woke him up and it was that part afterwards is all kind of a blur but I we by the time like five o'clock hit like all my cousins were there all my aunts and um my dad's brother who he hasn't seen in four years showed up that morning like it was a, our house was packed and it was still dark outside that was that was a uh, yeah that was hard um so basically like after that life was pretty hard thanks for sharing that you're welcome yeah I um it's hard hard when you're 12 well it's hard at any age but at age 12 it was I didn't understand a lot of what was going on Mm -hmm. and I mean none of us did but where I was 12 like I had never I didn't understand death and I didn't understand grieving and I didn't understand like you know why my mom was as sad as she was like obviously I know she's sad but my mom was like she slept all day like didn't go to work and that scared me Mm -hmm. um so I had been told like you know time they they always tell you time heals everything Mm -hmm. you know you'll find a new normal things will go back to normal you know like it'll be okay like just just wait it out and so I was under the impression as a kid that, you know, only six more months and I'll stop crying. Only, you know, four more months and mom will go back to work. And, like, my brother will stop being angry. Like, I'll be able to go have sleepovers with my friends again. Like, I could do normal things. But it took me a really, really long time. Like, I think it was, like, a year in. My dad was still picking me up from school because, like, I couldn't make it through the day. Like, it was crazy. Um, so... I'm, like, waiting and waiting, and it wasn't until I was 14, I was in junior high, and I kind of realized that it was getting worse, it wasn't getting better, and I had just, was praying that it would, and just wasn't, mm-hmm. um, but I was, my mom had been going, like, through so much stuff, and she was so sad all the time, so I'm like, well, I can't tell her, like, it'll make her, like, more upset, and I didn't want to hurt her any more than she already was, right. and then my dad, he was... To me, in my eyes, he was so strong. Like, he held his crap together so well. And he was just so brave to me. And I kind of wanted to be like that, too. And, you know, my brother never talked about it. So I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about it either. It was kind of like an unspoken thing in my family. It was like a big elephant in the room. You know, we were all hurt and we were all thinking about it all the time. But none of us could talk about it with each other. Right. And I think that would have helped us a lot. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of silenced. And so... Um, we just, we weren't really taking care of ourselves properly. And I know my dad was, he was kind of focused on my mom and making sure she was okay. Um, so when you're 14, like, and you, like, it wasn't a common thing that you would lose a sibling. Yeah. I didn't know anybody who had gone through what I had gone through. So I was having a hard time connecting with my friends and having them kind of understand why I was sad. They didn't know. And they didn't know how to help either. And they couldn't. So I would find... <laughs> this is how I dealt with my situation. Okay. Um, so I would find... I got a laptop like when I was like 14 for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I was like always on it and everything. And so like I would find myself looking up... Um, kind of groups that um had a whole bunch of 
like help groups kind of online mm-hmm. um, for people who have lost siblings. Okay, yeah. So I would find groups like that online and I would try to talk to people. Um, but it wasn't what I needed. Like it was kind of like all of them like being like, oh, I miss my brother so much. Like he was awesome. And I'm like, that's n- not what I wanted. Like I just, I was so desperate to like not be depressed and like looking at like how to not be depressed. And it was like talk about it. And, like, but it wasn't helping me to look up and talk to strangers about things that they did like they didn't know me right right so I remember like I just was so desperate to talk to someone who understood and so I was going through all these like extreme measures and I was embarrassed and like my mom would come in I'd close my laptop right away she'd be like what's wrong I'm like nothing like I'm fine and I'd open it back up and like try to reach out like it was just constantly um finally like I did have the courage to tell my mom um that was that was hard though because I know that hearing that she probably felt like she failed as a mom like I and she was already hurting so much and losing Tiff I know that she felt failed as a mom like I know that she had guilt in her which like she it's yeah there's nothing she could (laughs) no nothing she could have done like it was just was just an accident right yeah but I know that as a mom like naturally you take on guilt yeah and so um her telling me telling her that I was so depressed and like I had thoughts of suicide like that was really really hard for her and because I know that she's felt that as well and to know that her little girl is like feeling that too like that was that was hard that must have been yeah yeah um plus like uh with your parents like it, it was it was weird like having her kind of when you're we were talking about this earlier, like, when you're younger, like, you think your parents are superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. And you think yeah. they know everything. Yeah. And so I, it was hard seeing her set all the time, and I thought, um, you know, eventually she'll get better and everything, and... Yeah. It took her, like, it took her, I don't know how long it took her to get back to work, actually. It was a very, very long time. I think mm-hmm. she may have gone back to work, like, part-time, okay. like, after, like, two years, maybe. Okay. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it um, it took me a really, really long time to heal from all that. Um, like, parts of my sister that is, like, dealing with my sister's death, that took me a while to heal, but I feel like I'm in acceptance of it, and I can deal with it, and... How long did it take you to feel like you could accept it? Oh, my gosh, like... Probably, until I was out of high school, it was probably like five years ago. Yeah. I finally kind of became an acceptance of it. And I think it's because um, my mom kind of helped me with that too. She she found a group of mothers who have lost children. Okay. It's like Mothers of Angels group or like Healing Hearts, something like that. Okay. But she found other mothers who have lost kids and... They raised money and they got um, this little dragonfly sculpture built of Salva's Pond. Really? Yeah. Um, so it costs like, I don't know, they raised like $60,000, I think, to get that thing built. Oh, wow. And it's like the story of the dragonfly and how it represents like spirituality. Um, have you ever heard the story of the dragonfly? No, I okay, haven't. Okay, I'll talk about it later. It's a really, really nice like story. Okay. Um. But they got that built, and I think once my mom kind of did that, it helped her heal a lot because she kind of put something out there that 
will symbolize Tiffany forever. That will always be there. Yeah. And she won't be forgotten. I think that was always my mom's, like, biggest fear was Tiffany being forgotten about. Yeah. Um, so kind of seeing my mom heal, healed me, um, from my sister. And, you know, now we can talk about her, um, in, like, in good light and joke about the stupid things she used to do and how silly she was and all these stories like that make me smile and before I we couldn't do that yeah um so yeah it it took a while but I mean there's still times where I think about her and oh like I want to scream and I'm angry yeah but that's normal and you know that'll I feel like that'll still happen for you know probably like 30 down 30 years down the road I might still be feeling that I don't know but I I'm just an acceptance of it. It still hurts, but I'm an acceptance of it. Okay. Yeah. More so, like, my struggles now are just with my family. Like, how we kind of dealt with everything afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, my mom's grieved, so she's gone through all that. Um, but my my dad and my brother, they, they didn't really grieve properly after Tiff died. Like, they held in all their emotions and tried to help fix us. And they just never gave themselves a chance to be sad. They just held themselves together for us. Okay. And so now I can see in them, like, I can see the pain now. Like, I look at my dad and uh, he, I just see it, like, right in his eyes. Like, every time he talks, like, I can hear it in his throat all the time. And I know my brother is, like, struggling now as well. But with my brother, he's kind of, he's realizing that he needs help. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's kind of starting that process. Just 13 years later, my brother is just starting the process of, like, getting help and getting happy again. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, having my brother go and kind of try to work his feelings out and finally grieve like he should have, mm-hmm. it's kind of helped, like, helped me and brought us closer. Yeah. Um, it's not an awkward, like... Tiffany isn't an awkward topic anymore and our family isn't an awkward topic so we can talk to each other and feel comfortable with it now and that's helped me a lot knowing that I actually have like I said like when I was younger like I didn't have anyone who understand what losing a sibling was like mm-hmm. and it's because like I really really didn't like I couldn't talk to my brother you know I was really really alone and now I feel like I feel like I finally have someone who mm. understands what I've gone through and now I can talk about it, and that helps a crap ton, especially having it be my brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go through it alone, and so it's nice to finally kind of, like, feel like I have him back, sort oh, of. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, for so long, like, we we didn't really talk much. Like, he, he was just angry all the time, right? Yeah. She had every right to be. Yeah. Every right oh, to yeah. be. Yeah. You know, my, um, I always say, like, um... Never mind. I'll stop annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Like, well, no, I don't get it. But I have, like, but yeah. I have, like, a small way that I can kind of relate to how you're feeling. Yeah. Every, in, in, everyone has kind of, like, little ways that they can relate to every bit of it, really. Like, whether you lost someone or whether you've, you know, lots of ways yeah. people can relate. Yeah, because I, I find that, like, yeah, if you go through something with your siblings, each of you deal with it differently. Yeah. And then it's like, um, if if you're dealing with it in such a different way that like you can't talk to each other, no. about it, then it is incredibly isolating. Yeah, 
And you can get in fights over it. <laughs> like, it well, yeah, yeah. 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 I've gotten in fights with, like, my brother and I. I, like, my siblings, I'm, I love them so dearly. They yeah. are two of the best people on this planet. Absolutely, yeah. And um, years ago, my brother and I used to fight all the time about, like, things that had happened in our childhood because I'd want to talk about it and he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I find that's most guys. I think, yeah. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, but... Yeah, but it's just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that it is... I, like... And I've definitely met a lot of guys that will, like, definitely talk about it, and they and talking through things is, is how I they I think it's cope. a little more accepted now. Back but then, like... Back then? Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. It's not acceptable no. for a guy to express having... Like, to express so feelings. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I yeah. Know. And, like, that we would put that kind of pressure on a person. So that, like... In the end, like, that does so much damage, like... Oh, my goodness. In the, in the long run, like, and I've actually, like, since I've lost my sister, I've met, I think, like, maybe three people who have lost a sibling, mm-hmm. and all after me, and they've all told me, like, oh, I don't like to talk about it, like, I just, like, you know, I don't want to go to therapy, and I'm, like, and they're so angry, I'm, like, the longer you hold that in and you don't talk about it, it's going to affect you in the end, like, that's all going to come out in ten years, and yeah. you're going to feel awful, yeah. Yeah. I've done that to myself, yeah. too, on, like, different yeah. things. Oh, like, I have, too. just, like, hold it in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're just, like, you find yourself all of a sudden being, like, set off most, by, like, the yeah, most random things. I know. And you're, like, wait a minute. I think I there's know. a problem here. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 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 I just, um, I just recently started seeing a therapist. And as soon as I sat down, like, I had nothing to say. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, trying to get things out of me. And I'm just, like, no, like, I'm... I feel okay. Like, and then <laughs> she said one thing and it's like, she got everything out of me and I'm sitting there like, I just feel like my brain just exploded and I yes. have all these emotions and I'm like, like, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why I did that. Like, why did this happen at this age? Like, why did that happen? And then she's like talking, like telling me like, well, this happened because you're like this and this happened to you. And I'm like crying, like, why am I like this? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You go from like being like totally numb to everything and blocking everything out. And then you get one thing going in your head and it just all like pours out. Yes. It feels good. Yeah. It feels very good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's... It's a very vulnerable <laughs> position to be in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you got to make sure that you're in the proper safe space Absolutely. to do it. Mm-hmm. Which I, I hope that there are, like, like I kind of hope through Optimistically Depressed to help pr- provide more of those safe spaces. That's such a good idea. Be, like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was telling um, my mom and my dad and a few of my friends that I was, like, doing this podcast and stuff and telling them about it and like what you do and they're like that is like such a cool idea they've never oh. heard of it before like that's so awesome that like people can listen to that in their comfort of their own homes and just relate and listen and know that they're not alone because there's I haven't heard anything like this before like I yeah. hear of like podcasts like talking about different things but like not like this specific thing like just like depression anxiety like mental health like we all deal with it everyone yeah so it's like everyone can relate I feel like I I Thank a you. lot of people. I, like, I think so too. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. that everybody at at some point in their lives, anyway, can yeah. relate to any of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a good idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. And thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to have you here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, so, did you have uh, any more that you were kind of hoping to like touch on? Um, no pressure if you if. I'm sure I do. It's like one of those things. Like I have here, like yeah. just like. Um, like how I learned to accept it for like what it is. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to say like, when you go through stuff like that, 
you can't change it and you can't go back and fix everything. Mm. And I always thought that like I could fix my family and I could do it all by myself. So I always had a lot of, um, I felt like I always had like heavy backpack of responsibility yeah. on my shoulders and like I need to make sure that my mom was okay. I still feel like that to this day. Like I'm always like worried about my family. Yeah. Um, I'm always putting like, I'm always more concerned about them than I am myself, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, I just, like my therapist always told me, she's like, you can't fix them. Like, you know, you want to, but you can't, no matter how hard you try. And I'm kind of like accepting that now slowly. Mm. It's hard. I don't like to accept it, but yeah. Um, yeah. When I, I, I get that too. I've definitely had people in my life that mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I know exactly what you need in order to be okay. Yeah. But you just want to, like, make them, like, just do everything you can to, like, make them feel better. But, like, with the depression and anxiety, like, you, I mean, talking helps and, you know, letting them know that you're there helps. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it is what it is. And, unfortunately, they just got to find their own way to heal. And yeah, it's up to them, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've, I've I've had a few conversations with, like, people recently where we were talking about how, like, you can't help a person until... Like, you can't help a person until they want to be helped, mm -hmm. first of all. Yeah. And maybe they don't need your help. Yeah. And, like, it, and mm -hmm. then you have to be, like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I won't... I will help you by not helping you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I am impressed by how prepared you are. Really? You're more prepared than I am. <laughs> I was so nervous. That's why. Like, <laughs> like, I was so nervous. Did it help, like, preparing beforehand? Like, did it help with you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Because, like, good. I remember I sat down, like, two nights ago, and I was just trying to go through, like, what am I going to say? And I was just, like, I called my dad. I'm, like, I've been staring at, my like, my phone trying to write something for, like, half an hour. Dad, like, what do I say? And he's, like, it's your story, not mine. <laughs> like, That's so like, respectful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, you just say whatever you need to say. Don't worry about anything else. I'm like, my my mom and dad and my brother were actually very, very supportive of me, like, doing this. Like, I thought they were going to be a little angry. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, they were awesome about it. And my brother texted me yesterday. He's like, good luck tomorrow. And I think That's they so knew, like, nice. how. Yeah, because I just, I've never been able to speak my story like this, like, Everyone knows, like, I lost my sister, and I know a lot of people make judgments about it and think they know everything that happened. Like, I, I work in Dartmouth, mm -hmm. and so I have a lot of clients that come in, and they see, like, my business card, and they're like, oh, like, you're the, you're the one who lost your sister. Because okay. it was, like, it's a big Dartmouth thing. Like, everyone in Dartmouth knew about it. Yeah. So, like, I have people all the time asking me questions about it, and, like, 13 years later, they probably think, like, it's okay to ask these. Like, it's, they think it's, like a good small talk conversation <laughs> I mean it's not <laughs> no to, and but I'm supposed to be professional at work and I'm like oh yeah like you know my family's great like we're doing awesome like thanks for asking mm -hmm. when it's like if someone were to ask me that like in the comfort of my own home I'd be like I don't want to talk about it kind of thing so it's yeah. like I've talked about it in a way that is appropriate um, but I've never actually gotten to go into detail about it and actually just let it spill out. I haven't been able to do that in, like, a really long time. Wow. So that's why I was so, I was so nervous. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. And, yeah. you know, people are going to judge me and, like, think of me differently. Yeah, but I, you can't do that. <laughs> you yeah, can't I know. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't worry about that stuff. 
Oh my goodness, I know what you mean. I've spent so much time worrying about that kind of stuff too. Yeah. I, and I still Stresses do. Me out. Like yeah. it's it's so stressful because yeah. you're like now you're gonna think a certain thing about me I that's know. just not true. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, that mm. happens all the time. Yeah, and like when you're um find like when you're like depressed and you have anxiety, like it's the worst like to care about what people think about you, like because you're already in that like vulnerable position. Yeah, and I find like this is a good thing to get into, like. Um, treat people respectfully ah, and there yeah, go. <laughs> there <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> um, like life, like life hurts so much, like already when you're like dealing with these things and you keep it all bundled inside. And so when you have like people like putting you down and taking things out on you, like it makes your struggle like so much worse than it already is. And like, it could be like something like so, so, so small, like that people put on you mm-hmm. and it's it just makes it so much worse. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's all. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I find that, um, I know that for me, like I've noticed in myself that I'll have a tendency to like, because I feel like I screw up so often Mm -hmm. (laughs) whenever somebody else finally screws up, it's just kind of like, there's a part of me and I feel like it's getting less because I've noticed that I do it. Yeah. But there like definitely in the past and still a little bit now there's a part of me that wants to be like you messed up yeah this is all your fault yeah yeah and it's just kind of like because it's just like woohoo for once that's not me I know <laughs> yeah so, but it's I just know. like you can't like that is such a horribly yeah. damaging thing to do and like it doesn't do obviously doesn't do any good to that person because no. you're making them feel even worse mm-hmm. and like if you stop and think about it like yeah. think about how horrible you feel whenever mm-hmm. you make a mistake yeah so, like, nobody needs that. And yeah. then uh, And then what good does it do to you? Because then all of a sudden you're, like, it by acting that way, it's like you're saying that that is what a person deserves when yeah. they mess up. I've had so many people that, like, um, will just, like, take so many things out on me and just, like, it, it's, it's their own insecurities and it's, like, their own, like, problems. But, like, I've had so many people think that, like, I have all my shit together. And, you know, they can treat me this way and, like, I'm fine with it. Like, you can talk to me that way and that's okay, you know. Yeah, it's it's not going to hurt you. No, it's not going to hurt, but it does. Like, all these little things that people do, it's, like, it does hurt me. And it's, like, especially because, like, I'm already dealing with my own things. Like, you saying those things, like, makes me feel so much worse about myself. Like, this Mm. last February um, is my sister's anniversary, February 19th. So, the last, like, three weeks have been awful. Like, it was a really... some years it's it's better than others, but this year, for some reason, it was so hard. And I think it's because my brother and my dad are just starting to grieve. So that's why it was a little bit more different this year. Yeah. Um, so I was, I kind of kept to myself a bit and I didn't really talk to anyone or go out. I just kind of um, focused on my family a little bit more in the last three weeks. And like on different nights, like I had like a few people message me and they were going on about, on about like these rumors they heard about me and they're like oh I heard like someone said this about you and someone said that and like just like really awful like mean things that were like totally not true mm. and like the fact that it was like from different people on different nights it's like oh my god like if you want if it was just one rumor like oh I heard this about you and I'm like well that's not true but it's like different rumors from different people like all in the last three weeks yeah like I never felt any lower as a person like in my life like I felt so gross with myself this is when, like, Zeta came over like, the other night, and, like, I told her, like, I was just, like, crying, and she was just, like, 
found ways to like make me laugh and she's like Emma like your best friends know who you are like you are such a beautiful person mm. and that helped me so much because it's like like I said those little things like it's so little now I look back on it like why would you care what someone else thinks about you why like why would you they these people don't know you right they have no idea who you are they don't know your struggles like just it don't worry about them but it's like in that moment when you when people treat you like that and say these horrible things where you're like that stuff hurts yeah and you're like well I didn't, didn't think anything like you get any worse than this and then there it goes getting worse you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I mean like where you don't that quote like um everyone is facing a battle you know nothing about so be kind like yeah. I just wish that was so much like so much bigger for people like I know it's easy to like not like think before you say things but it is easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know Take a you know second. what I mean yeah. like, it is easy and sometimes people just forget you know everyone has bad days so yeah you know it's easy to take that around people but just try to remember that everyone is facing their own battles you know nothing about mm. but just be kind yeah I live by that seriously like I really live by that that's so beautiful you are like you're such a kind <laughs> person thank you yeah when we were talking like when we were talking back and forth on like through instagram and then when we met that day it was like you're so you have such a (laughs) loving a loving kindness about you thank you oh (laughs) hey thank you like you can tell (laughs) yeah you were yeah you're definitely thank you yourself my experience has definitely made me that way (laughs) and it could have made you so many other ways yeah yeah that's a it true did. testament it, to i learned character. a lot yeah through going through all that like learn not to take anything for granted like just treat people with respect i tell my dad and like them like my dad texts me every day saying that he loves me through text every day oh yeah i think he started doing that in high school when i first got my phone oh <laughs> my, my cell goodness. phone like oh every morning like he would drop me off at school and every morning i'd be like i love you i love you and we've done that like all the time like to this day like text me this morning i love you like how are you doing I'm like i'm good but, like, it that just gives you so a new wonderful. appreciation, you know? Like, yeah. you could lose someone at any time. And I live, like, scared all the time that I'm going to lose one of them because I already lost one. And I know that um, with depression anxiety comes thoughts, like, unhappy thoughts of, like, suicide and stuff. So mm-hmm. I know my mom's dealt with that. I know my brother has. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, that's their own story. Mm-hmm. But I've always been scared that something would happen to them. So I just try to, every day, just... Let them know, like, I love them. Like, you're in my heart. Like, don't ever forget that. Like, we're in this together. And I find that makes the world a difference because, like, my dad doing that to me makes the world a difference. Oh, I, I So it's little things, that. you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that with my kids. It's a good idea. Doing that. That's a good really idea. good. It's little, but it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gave we gave away one of our old phones, and like she doesn't have like a plan or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like she can connect to Wi Fi, and like she, we just have her connected. Yeah. Like she can only talk to like us and like her aunts and uncles. Yeah, you know, yeah. And grandparents, but anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna start texting her every day. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't check her phone yeah, very often. I know. At first, it was like kind of annoying. Like when I was in like high school, I'm like, oh my god, dad, like just, just this up. is a little obsessive. Like it's like every day, <laughs> but now I, I appreciate it now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So she might go through a little period of being oh, like, oh so my gosh, mom. mom yeah. Calm down. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yes, I know. You love me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Here every day. <laughs> so sick of it. <laughs> I was definitely like that. At first. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> when you grow up, you learn to appreciate that stuff more. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I've definitely started to even appreciate the struggles and like points of view that my mother may have had. Like, I kind of it's easier to see things from the eyes, like from yeah. her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I read this book. Like, um, it's called like Running on Empty, and it's about um, how your parents like it's 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 called Running on Empty, and it's about childhood neglectment. But mm-hmm. it, when I read it, it wasn't like my parents, like parents were awesome growing up. Like, it's not like I, like I had bad parents. Like I had awesome parents. Yes. And I can't and stress that enough. Like yeah. oh, my yeah, parents that's... went through stuff, but my, like your parents are human. They all have emotions. They all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that, like, I feel like me and my brother kind of held a little bit of um, resentment towards my parents just my, cause my mom was so sad all the time oh, yeah. and yeah. you know, we didn't see her much, but I read this book and it just gave me a whole new perspective like we all hurt in different ways we all grieve in different ways and they're human they make mistakes yeah and you just you just gotta see it from their point of view they tried the best they could absolutely they did the best they could you know not everyone's perfect but we turned out okay (laughs) yeah we all go through it together we're all healing together so that's so awesome yeah yeah, you can tell from talking to you, like, every time I've talked to you, you can tell that you have a deep respect for your family. And I do. I them. really do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people don't understand it. Like, I've had a lot of people be like, you're, like, way too close with your family. Like, I literally had, like, ex-girlfriends say that to me. Like, you're way too close. Like, what? it's really unhealthy. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Here you go. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Hold yeah, the door. Get the boot. Yeah, I get in the boot for sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, family's the biggest thing for me. Absolutely. Yeah, family is so important. It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, I love my, like, I have, like, I've had my problems and whatever mm, with my... It's not easy. Oh, for goodness yeah. sake, it's not easy. But I, like, like, yeah. don't you talk bad about my family. No. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like, you can talk bad about me, but the second you talk bad about my family, like, I am... <laughs> yeah, That's it. In yeah. for the kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in for the kill. Definitely. Say as much crap about me as you want, but... <laughs> yeah, don't no. touch them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So then here's a question that I like to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? To be mentally healthy? Um, just, that's an interesting question. I've Thank never you. really thought about that. Mentally healthy? <sighs> um, I like to watch people's faces when I ask that I've question. I've just never been asked that question before. Thank you. Yeah. I guess just live it like doing what's best for you, mm-hmm. not worrying about the, uh, like the opinions of uh, that other people's have on you. Mm-hmm. Um, acceptance, mm-hmm. no understanding, mm-hmm. um, all those things that make life kind of make sense. I guess yeah. it's I I don't know how to really answer that question because it's such a it's so different for everybody. It is. Happiness is so different for everybody. Yeah. And like mental health is like yeah. different people emphasize different parts of it. I've gotten a ver- like a variety of different answers and it's been. I'd be interested to hear them. Like, yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. it's been very fascinating. Yeah. And, like, and all of them are so good. Yeah. It's been like really healthy for me to, yeah. to hear what other people. I think just having a very that. good understanding of yourself. Oh, would be a yeah. good way to be mentally ha- like healthy and probably that. Yeah. Because I find once you understand yourself, then you can grow and you can make changes and you can 
heal, I guess, I when it. you understand things. Because I know when I wasn't understanding things, it was very hard for me to heal and move on. Mm-hmm. I always had so many questions. I'm like, why is life so unfair? Why did this happen to us and not someone else? And Yeah. But once you kind of get a real perspective on everything, that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for asking that. Yeah. Made me think. Good. <laughs> you can tell that you're a very thoughtful person. So I, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot. I'm an overthinker. And I, <laughs> that doesn't help me. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can definitely dig me into some holes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much for making your way out here this evening. Thank and, you so much for having me. Sharing your story. Like yeah. thank you for being open. I and really appreciate and, this. Yeah. Yeah. It was good for me, I think. Yeah, good. To finally oh, get it all out. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you. And everyone who's listening, thank you so much for taking the time to to listen in. And uh, I just uh, I want to make sure that all of you know that um, there is a respect here for each story, each thing that mm-hmm. each person has gone through. And like, and seriously, if you do want to have a spot where you can share some of your story I would be really happy to help provide that and so you can get in touch with me over Instagram is the best spot to get in touch with me but also I do check my email optimistically depressed 86 at gmail you still use email? <laughs> I still use email sometimes yeah actually no like I use pretty I use it every day really actually. yeah I do okay I yeah I know how weird eh I know There's I just the spam just on my email every day yeah, <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> Yep, and, uh, but yeah, do that, or I would love to be able to hear some of your story. And just remember that all of you who are out there, wherever you are, I'm sitting here loving you. I hope you have a really wonderful evening, night, morning, afternoon, and I'll be talking with you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs)